Hey, before we get to your show, it's DJ and Bucky here with Move the Six. Bucky, tell them what's coming up on our beefy episode this week. Calvin Johnson and Peyton Manning retired. We talk about where they stand amongst the NFL greats. Also, we discuss the difference between pro days and the combine, how important they are in the scouting evaluation. And a red star, what is it? We'll tell you on Move the Six. Check us out, NFL.com slash podcast, iTunes, as well as YouTube. Welcome to the R&B Podcast. I am Nate Burleson, and once again, back is the incredible Real Mike Rob, dog. You back in the building. Let's go, man. I'm ready to go. Drop that music, TD. Let's rock. I be singing that like I, I know actually you be singing it. So now it's been a minute since you've been in studio. Yeah, yeah. We've yeah. had you via Skype and calling in and all that, but there's some things that have happened. There's been some tracks that have been sent to us. Uh oh. So that's our intro. Uh, so so no so nobody put me on that email I'm when just we changed. Saying, we wanted to surprise you. Oh. So listen up, my okay. man Wisdom from Seattle sent us our anthem. Hey, drop that TD. <laughs> You're now rocking with the best. This is what we do. Here's the move. Chill, stick around for a few. It's Mike Robin, Nate B, that new dynamic dude. Oh, fresh off the field and behind the scenes. 20 years of blood, sweat, and tears in this league. And yeah, bruh, they got that insight you need. Now get your football right and tune in to R&B. Hey. Yeah, that's the anthem. Hey. Oh, that's the anthem. Hey, I might buy that all off iTunes. I'm getting goosebumps right now. Yeah, man. man. My man, that was Wisdom. Crap. Shout out to Wisdom and Reminiscent Seattle. Out, man. Yo, we doing it big. Dude. My man, Wisdom, laced That was hot right there, Nate. So, listen, we got an intro. We got an anthem. So, I guess you would say this is like the best sports podcast you know meets the Players Club. The Players Club. The Players TD went next level on that. <laughs> Shout out to producer TD. The Players Club. Oh, in case my wife watching, baby, I don't go to the Players Club. Yeah, I just watched it was the movie. it was a classic movie though. Just watch the movie. We will say that it was a classic <laughs> movie. Now listen, Mike. Um, you know I appreciate you being here. So shout out to Mike Rob back in the building. Hold up, man. Hold up, man. What's up? I work here. I'm just saying so it I, ain't like you. It ain't like you know what I'm saying. Nah, I'm not a guest. Nah, bro. you been working. I'm I'm saying in studio though. Oh, like okay. you, you had to go I'm home. Just saying, man. You had some you know, stuff you had to get done. Yeah, I had to, had to had some care priorities. Had to take care of the body. Right? Yeah, so yeah. you're back. I'm just saying the fans wanted to listen to you. They've been missing you. So shout out to the fans. Remember, shout out, man. Hit us up on iTunes, Stitcher. All watch of that. us on YouTube. Leave a review. Without All of that. you, we are 
nothing. So we're trying to build this from a podcast to a podcast to a show to a show to a movie because that's what it is. Let's do it, man. What we so speaking about? of movies, what we talking? About? A lot has happened, Mike, since we've last seen each other in person. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio won an Oscar finally. He won that thing after all kind of tremendous films. He won done. that thing too, man. He looked good he doing did, it too, man. Thing, um, right? I haven't so, seen the movie. Oh, it's it's the Have most intense. Seat gripping. What is it? Rev- Revenant. Revenant. Right? Revenant. Yeah, there you and go. It is intense, bro. I heard. Yeah, I heard it was real intense. Not that Leo hasn't gave us that before, but congrats to Leo. But listen, though, so the Broncos won a Super Bowl. Kanye dropped an album. Kendrick dropped another surprise album. Hey, Kanye, I need you to drop that album on something that I, I – look, I don't have title. Man, okay? get it. And I'm not going to just get title for 30 days just so I can download that one CD. Boy. What if somebody else comes out with a CD I want that's on title and I can't do the 30 days again? That's true. I need you to drop that on another – I'm going to say this. Something else so I can get it. Producer TD, at Producer TD, will agree. That album is worth listening to, bro. Kanye? It's – it's like See, and I've heard, uh, I've heard other way. I've okay. heard the All other right. side. I've heard that, hey, Mike, look, man, let, you need to let that thing ride. Okay, well, 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 you be the judge when you listen to it. I got it. So we'll listen to it over okay. the next couple of days. Okay. All right, so, um, you know, we obviously can appreciate good music because that's part of our show. But we have to talk about football. Two legends in the game. Yeah, but. Calvin Johnson and Peyton Manning retired. And it's crazy because Peyton retired after – was it 18, 18 years? 18 is a good number. Now, cut that in half. That's how many years Calvin was in the game. How crazy is that? that I mean, We're talking about two legends, but Peyton doubled. Double the career. And you know what, Nate? Uh, I'm glad we're talking about it, man. I've had something to say about this, man. Okay. I think you're going to start to see as – and I know a lot of the football enthusiasts don't want to hear this. Right. You're going to see guys retiring even younger. Mm. Um. With the exception of quarterbacks, because quarterbacks, right. good quarterback play, you can play till you're 40. Right. Other positions, you just can't do that. Right. And look at the salaries guys are making now, Nate. Mm. It used to be back in the day, even before us, man. Right. You didn't really make your money until your second, third, fourth maybe contract. You got guys who are making so much money when they re-up. Mm. They're just mm. saying, why? It, it, why? I, I, I don't have to beat myself up. I don't have to work. I don't have to do all of it. And I got my money. Right. And, and you're talking I think about. You're, see more of it. you're talking about a perfect blend between making enough money and then being aware of your body, right? Knowing when it's time to shut down so you can walk away from the game, like CJ said. But we're watching highlights here, right? And I, I want you to pay attention to something how he hits the ground. You know, and people are like, well, yeah. who cares, Nate? It Everybody hurts. hits the ground. It hurts. CJ is 6'5", 240. He's going up and getting rocks. He's not a diva. He's never had the alligator arms. If the ball is in the air, he's leaving his feet, and he's hitting the ground. So I say that to say this. There's been a lot of wear and tear on CJ's body that he didn't necessarily let the public know, not because he was trying to be tough, because that's the type of cloth he, cloth he was cut from. His dad worked on the railroad. His mother's a doctor. You're talking about the perfect blend of yeah. extreme intelligence and extreme blue-collar attitude. Well, Nate, I want to ask you this, though, because we've seen two greats in their prime. Right. Barry Sanders from De- out of Detroit and now right. Calvin Johnson. In their primes, where we, we could see these guys playing for seven, eight more years. Right. Just totally walk away. Right. What is it about, the De- what is it about Detroit? What is it about the, the organization? What is it about? Um, I, I can't necessarily say something wrong with the city. I love the city of Detroit. Every time I've been there, I've had a ball. The people are right. great. The people love you. Um, so I, I'm not talking about the city. 
What's what's up with the organization, man? Because it has to be something there. Because I could see Calvin, if this was a, a New England Patriot team and, and, and they had won X amount of games and he knows that playoffs are our every year thing. Right. If you know that, I don't I don't know if I see Calvin walking away right now. Now, there's a lot of bullets in those words. Because, <laughs> no, because Being it's, honest it's, a, though, no, it's, it's a loaded question. That's why I say there's bullets in there. <clears throat> Listen, when it comes to playing Detroit, like the most joy you can get is giving the city wins. In 2011, we made the playoffs, and you we weren't content. Like we didn't celebrate as if we won a Super Bowl. We 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 get it. Like we were just getting in the playoffs. But the collective breath that that city took, like, damn, okay, finally here's a team that we're proud of, a group of individuals that care about the sport. And go out there and give us hard work, blood, sweat, and tears. Now, I was only there for four years. Mm-hmm. Calvin was there for nine. And there were times where it was good. You know, Detroit was on the map. Free agents wanted to go there. But majority of Calvin's career, Detroit was looked at as the armpit of the NFL from a player's perspective. Yeah. And he went 0-16, 2-14. He had season after season where – you're the number one guy. You're talking about put the team on your back. He was doing that week in, week out, year in, year out. Not to mention he's playing less than 100% majority of the time. And I know most players are banged up, but it was a lot different than Calvin. And I'm saying this because I was there. Mm-hmm. I woke up and went to the facility, and he was there first walking in the training room. Yeah. And it wasn't, oh, what you doing? You get in a cold tub, hot tub, do a little contrast, loosen up. Nah, it was – I got a nurse to sprain. And you know what they say when it comes to sprains in the NFL. Yeah. You usually tore something. Yeah. Or it's a separated shoulder or it's a concussion he had. And he would never want to sit out to the point where Calvin one time was limping through practice, right? And me wanting to be the teammate and the big brother I was, I was like, CJ, chill, bro. Like, I will run all your yeah. reps today. Relax. You need not be on the field right now. But his mindset was, I'm going to go out here and do this. And not because I'm the highest paid, not because I'm the man, the franchise, the face. It's because that's all he knew. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to work as if I was the eighth string receiver trying to make the team in preseason. You talk about that's how he worked every day. You're talking about greatness, Nate. Greatness. And, I, and that's what CJ was. And I know you, you've talked to him today. You probably right. talked to him yesterday yeah. or whatever. Um you talk about that work ethic and how great he was at his approach. Right. How hard was him? Was it for him to say, no, I don't want it anymore? Because, again, all what you're telling me about the guy, and I don't know C.J. personally, right. but all what you're telling me about the guys, he loves the game of football, loves yeah. his teammates, loves to put his body on loves the line. Loves his city. Loves his city. Right. Okay. How you walk away from that? And, and they were going to try to extend you. Just so that you get all your money. Well, we kind of just talked about it. We talked about the amount of money guys are making. Mm-hmm. Calvin made a ton of money on the field because of his greatness. Um, he's done a tremendous job off the field. You know, he's got big time money from Nike. Yeah. I mean, so name, make it name, easy to name a football player that has his own football shoe that kids are buying. Yeah, that's true. The CJ, that's true. CJ sneakers, CJ cleat is on like number three right now. Like that's what basketball players are doing. Yeah. That's I ain't seen that since Randy Moss. So, you know, for me, I, I knew that this day was going to come, right? And I didn't, I didn't want it to come this soon. But I had my 
my Instagram post in the holster if he came back or if he retired. I was going to give him one or the other. So he retired, and I, I put out my post to him. And then this morning I'm texting him. I'm like, yeah. yo, I know you're getting flooded with calls and requests. I was getting flooded with calls and requests. So I was like, yo, man, um, I need – one thing I said, I need that sit down. If you don't give me that sit yeah. down, I'm gonna punch you in your throat. <laughs> if I see you on any other network talking to anybody else, exactly, our friendship is on the rocks. And then I was like, <laughs> yo. And aside from that, um, I need you to come out to L.A. and just you know clear your mind, come kick it with your boy, because he flew all the receivers out to Hawaii one year he made the Pro Bowl. So I, I've always told him, we're gonna do two or three days where I pay for everything. You ain't gotta lift a finger, lift your wallet. Let me know, man. I want to be there. Too. Yeah, for sure. Paying, so because you paying for. And, and then I was thinking, you know what? Let me call my guy. I'm, I'm going to call him because, one, I work for the NFL Network, so I got to be able to call him, and I got to be able to tell people, yeah, I talked to Calvin this morning. I wouldn't want to BS folks and say, oh, I talked to Calvin and didn't really talk to him. So yeah. I, I I called him, and my man picked up five rings in. I'm like, what's popping? He's like, I'm chilling, man. I'm good. I'm like, yo, I'm not even going to ask you why because he gave that statement. That's yeah. the why um, he, he released to the public. I'm like, like, how's your head? He's like, I'm straight, man. Just about to spend some time with the family. I asked him about his family. He asked me about mine. And then we started talking about him traveling, coming out to L.A. for the for the uh, sit-down, the one-on-one interview, so I can sort of, like, encapsulate the career of a living legend. And he was like, I'm with that, bro. I'm with that. You know I got you. You're the man for the job. We're going to get it done. And I was like, all right, man, well, I'm going to holler at you. And he was like, all right, bro, I'm going to holler at you later. So it, it wasn't an in-depth conversation because I wasn't – calling him as a journalist i wasn't calling him to dig deeper than what he gave us with, with a statement i was calling to listen to his voice and feel his energy yeah and you know how you, when you talk to ball players you can tell a lot by just saying what's good with you bro yep. Yep. and you could tell by their body language how they talk the inflection of their voice that they're either upset or they're okay and calvin was okay, was okay. he was fine with it well you talk a lot about two wide receivers on this show man you talk yeah. about randy moss you talk about calvin johnson which one, in your eyes, is the greatest of our time? Mm-hmm. I know, you know, yeah. obviously we we seen Jerry Rice. Yeah, we got we were alive goat. and all of that. But the GOAT is kind of, you know, on his own. Yeah, he on his own. But right. even still, we even weren't still. in the league. Then, right. And you know what I mean? Talk about our time. Which one of these guys, in your mind, is the greatest? Well, listen, I got drafted in 03. I was a third-round draft pick. You know, one of those guys was going to play special teams, maybe third wide receiver, try to climb up the depth chart. My second year, I ended up winning the spot next to Randy. And I thought at the time, Randy Moss is the best receiver I'll ever see in my life. I would never play with another receiver that has this type of skill set and can do the things that he does. Now, I got the camera on me, so I want to explain one play <laughs> I saw. Um, one play I saw at practice. Yeah. He's he's being guarded by Antoine Winfield, one of the best cornerbacks in that yeah, era, right? Twan was a beast. And he's in the red zone. So five yards in, he runs a fade route to the left pylon, the left back pylon. Tuan is in perfect position. And, and you know, we're watching these clips, and you can see the way he catches the ball. And this story is about to basically pull all that together. He runs a fade route. He's at the back pylon. Dante sees that the coverage is tight. He rips the ball. Boom, right? Throws it at the back of his helmet. Now, most receivers, we turn our whole body. We open up our hips, and we expose the ball for the DB to knock it out. That's what we do. Turn the other way. He didn't even turn the other way, which would have been amazing. If he would have did like this, if he if he would have did like this and caught it, that would have been amazing, right? Because yeah. you know the, the type of player that is. That, so, anyways, he looks at the ball. The ball's humming. He tracks it and catches it over his shoulder. 
it's 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 the things that we see in commercials where we know CGI is involved. Yeah. That's what he did on the field, and it was almost like watching an N1 mixtape and somebody doing a crazy dunk. Like nobody really understood what we just saw. It like, was like, uh, what is going? What just on? happened? And then I remember Mike Tice like, that's why he does. He's the best yeah. receiver in the game, and it, it, it put it all together for me. So I, I say all that to say when I got to Detroit. Well, let's let's tee this up, Nick. Let's tee this up, Nick, because you know you got in trouble, right? Uh, yeah. You know you got in trouble because this happened. What what year? What year do you think this was? I'm gonna play the soundbite, but tee it up for the people. You're, you're talking about my, my statement. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's Get cool. him, TD. Right here, right here. TDC. All I gotta say is you the best in the business. Yeah, right. I've been down. trying to keep quiet, stay political about this, yeah, right. but when it comes to you and Moss, you got it, bro. Oh, Nate. Yeah, it's facts. Like, listen, I just, I just told you how I looked at Moss. Moss and you, is a and so, and you're saying Calvin's bigger than that. Listen, Moss is a wide receiver god. He is for me. He's on the Mount okay, Rushmore. Okay, okay, I get that. Okay, talk about Calvin. Let me tell you why, though. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna give you some attributes, and I'm gonna tell you come how on, they're man. even. Come on, man. Listen, come on. Let me hear. Speed. It. I'm gonna give the edge to Moss. Route running. I'm gonna give it to Calvin because. Calvin found his way in the slot and was able to do everything that Julian Edelman can do, and then he can run routes like a big receiver, you know what I'm saying, like Andre Johnson. When you talk about catching the ball, they both got great hands. We've seen them both do amazing stuff hey, in these did clips. You hear this, man? Listen you to hear what him? I'm saying. Look, look at the catches we're seeing. <laughs> now, listen. Hey, hold look, up. Hey, people. Just I'm breaking. Hey, answer the question, no, man. I'm getting there. Uh, listen, we've talked about this before. So, now, listen. We call, we call this filibustering. Hey, no. No, listen. The, the race, I'm, I'm telling you how I broke it down. My okay. race is even so far, right? Route running, catching, being able to go deep, highlights. They're all the same, right, for me. They're pretty much even. You can give one guy edge. I don't care how you want to play it. But there's two critical components to being a great wide receiver that people don't talk about when we're watching highlights. That's blocking, and Calvin Johnson is a superior yeah, blocker. Yeah, he will block. Tremendous blocker, one of the best in the game. I knew when I was on the side and I was catching the ball, I was going to score because he was that that dominant in blocking. And then the last thing that really tips the scale to Calvin is when you pop in these two highlight tapes, you're going to see all these things that are the same. But with Calvin, like we're watching this clip, You'll see way more broken tackles. You'll see him not run away from guys, which he can do, which we've seen. We're going to see clips of him running through individuals, catching the ball on the eight-yard line and dragging two guys to the end zone. So if I'm taking two individuals and I'm building my team, those last two things might tip the scale to Calvin. Like, man, I want Calvin on my squad. It it has nothing to do with – I agree, man, but I mean – that's just that's how I broke it down Randy, in my you head. You put Randy Moss on the team, instant offense, instant wins. The that, wins that's, come, the that's wins, facts. the dub. That's Why facts. do we play this game? That's facts. But you, you you put Calvin on the team, a healthy Calvin Johnson, you're getting everything. You're getting a guy that can play outside, go over the middle, break tackles, block. He's doing it all. all and right, quiet I'm, as a I'm church man. I'm about to mess you up. I'm about to mess you up. Don't mess me up, man. In their primes. In their primes. Ooh, we. we just saw Peyton go mm. the other day. He just mm. retired. Right. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning in their prime. In their prime. Oh, man, that's a tough question. Because as a receiver, I want numbers. Peyton's going to let that ball go. I can get my stats up. As a player, I want to be a winner. So if you with Tom, you know you're going to win. I might not necessarily have the biggest numbers because it's a well-oiled machine. There's going to be three other guys, a tight end, another receiver, maybe a running back catch out the backfield. So my numbers might not be great. So with all that said, I'm going with Tom Brady. Just because yeah, I, I, I agree with you, I, I think Tom Brady. I, man. I like, I, I just like how Tom 
commanded the attention of not just the fans and the masses. It was how he commanded the attention of his teammates. Like when he talked, like everybody's listening. Yeah. When he gets ready for a game, you see how intense he is when he's running down the sideline, yelling at the crowd. Like that's my speed. Like I want a quarterback that is overly passionate. I want a quarterback that I argue with, that I get into it with. And then afterwards we walk out the field and dab each other up and go to dinner. Yeah. Like I want you to be that passionate to where we're uncomfortable with being mediocre. I'm not saying that Peyton Manning isn't that. I'm just saying what I saw from Tom, that's the guy I want to play with. But when it comes to numbers, being a receiver and playing with Peyton, he's that dude, bro. So you pick both of them is what nah, you're No, I'm picking Tom. I'm picking Tom. <laughs> yeah, Who I, would you pick? Yeah, I roll with Tom. I, I like Tom's demeanor. Uh, Tom looks like a guy that I would want to play for. But i tell you one thing about Peyton, and just talking to guys that's, that, that have played with Peyton, he truly was an offensive coordinator on the field. Yeah. It, it, one of the first quarterbacks, you know, aside from the guys back in the day, the Johnny Unitas's and the, the, the Joe Namath's, where they just used to come to the line and call their own mm-hmm. plays. Peyton was a guy, you listen to quarterbacks between Peyton and Johnny Unitas, you listen to the Phil Sims, you listen to um, the, 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 the Fluties, you just listen to guys in between, and they didn't have the power that the Johnny U and the Joe, Joe right. Namath had and right. the Peyton had. Peyton got an entire organization ready to compete. Peyton, the 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 backup ball boy knew what was going on. The, he was detailed. And one thing of talking to teammates about Peyton, if you're hot and you're one on one, he'll feed you the ball every single play if you'll have it. Right, like he'll a video continue, game. Yeah, like a video game. He'll continue yeah. to feed you the ball. So, um, from a winning standpoint, from a demeanor standpoint, I roll with Tom. I love Tom. Um, it's all about Tom for me. He's a guy I want to play with. But I tell you one thing, the sheriff. He's Peyton a beast. Manning, a couple quick things Beef. before we before you hit us with this new BTD. Um, Peyton, I heard about guys that play with him. They said when he's there in the offensive meeting, Peyton runs the meeting. Coach sits there. He, he chimes in. He starts the meeting, finishes the meeting. But Peyton runs the meeting when it comes to the X's and O's and making sure him, his tight ends, his offensive line, his running backs, receivers are on the same page. Peyton is running like a coach. That flipped me out. I, like. That's a trip, but bro. that's how it's supposed to be. I know that, but Mike, you know that doesn't happen. No, often. I don't have it. Okay, then. No, I don't have it. So I'm just saying, I, I got to tip my hat to that. Now, real quick on Tom Brady. Last night, I was with Julian Edelman. Mm-hmm. Like we we kind of run with the same circle. So we're at dinner at, at Nobu uh, down in uh, Hollywood, and we're talking football. Like I couldn't help it. I'm like, yeah. let's talk about Tom. And he said that Tom is so competitive that if he sees the backup quarterback. Third string quarterback, scout team quarterback, getting busy, throwing bombs, dropping dimes. He wants to get in there and throw. He doesn't want to get in. He pulls them out and then goes out there and drops dimes and starts talking trash. Uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's now Ridley, right there, Ridley was there. I love it. Ridley was there at dinner, right? And he said, because he was in New York, obviously. And he said, you know, within the first week of practice, I saw you know drop balls. You know, the chemistry between new quarterbacks yeah. and new wide receivers. You just seen that. He said, but I've seen. I saw more drop balls in that week than I saw in the four years I was a Patriot. How crazy is that? That ball bad night. Now, I was sitting at dinner yesterday like, yo. And, you know, I'm soaking it up. I'm always a fan. And these are champs. These are guys that was part of the machine, the Patriots. And I'm listening to these stories, and they're talking about Belichick and how he's just nasty when it comes to bringing the most out of you and bringing the elements to you. Talking about a cold day, you outside knowing they got to go and and – negative degrees, he's putting water, cold water on your hands. Yeah. Saying it's gonna be worse than that on game day. Or lubing up the ball with 
with silicone or, or baby powder to make it hard to carry and then inflate it to the point where it's tough to hold on to. And if it gets knocked out, he's that's yelling coaching, at you. Man. That's coaching. I'm sitting there listening to these stories like that's the way football is supposed to be taught. And I'm loving it. And that was two legends that was kicking it. We need to get them on the show, matter of yeah, fact. Yeah, man, why you just didn't invite them? Well, you know, they they working out, man. They doing their thing. But TD, man, let me get a beat. Uh. Uh. I work out here. Yeah. Uh. You about to go? Yeah. You about to go in? You feeling it, Nate? Uh. Uh. Well, Nate. Waiting on you to be nah, waiting on your name, keep huh? It light. I'm gonna keep it light. You know, it's, it's your first day back. I don't want you to get too excited. <laughs> All right, so to be um, waiting on you. Now let's talk free agency. Yeah, you, you are the guru when it comes to this. You know, th- for y'all that that don't know, Mike is a beast when it comes to these um, new athletes that hit the market or are coming from college. Uh, so let's talk about athletes hitting the market, free agency. What stands out to you so far? Oh man. Oh, man. You know what? What's going on up there in Philly? <laughs> with basically they're saying, if you got here with Chip, you don't have a job anymore. You're, a fire you're sale, guys. Yeah, I call that chips a and dip. fire sale. That's, that's exactly that, what it is, that's man. That, that's um, that party party food, chips and dip. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, everything must go. Everything, everything must go. That, that was really interesting. And, and then to see a guy like Malik, Malik, um, um, Malik Jackson. Jackson. What is it, 90 million? Six year deal. Six years, 90 Mm. million. Again, in four years, if a team doesn't want him or whatever, and this guy decides he doesn't want to play football no more, that's he got generational money. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. I, I, you know, I know the fan. Again, I'm going to repeat myself. Fans will get upset with me, but I, I I get happy to see young guys, yeah, um, do this these types of things, man. But um, going back to Philly. Talking about DeMarco Murray going mm. to Tennessee. Maxwell. Um, Maxwell. Right. Talked to Maxwell yesterday. He's happy to be in Miami. Right. Had a great conversation with Adam Gase. Adam Gase, another friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to ask him to do what he cannot do. If he's not a man player, dude, don't go play man. Mm. Okay. Um, I think they're going to be – I think it's going to be a good fit for Maxwell. Now, you look at DeMarco Murray going to Tennessee. He goes from an offense in Chip Kelly's offense, shotgun run, um, scheme not really a, really a good fit for him. Yeah. But he's going to Marcus Mariota in this offense. Marcus Mariota has wheels. He doesn't play yeah. into the center that much. Another shotgun offense. Mm. And it just – come on, DeMarco. Right. You might have just should have stayed in Philly. I, I think the scheme would have fit you with um, Coach Peterson going forward. Right. But when you walk around and, again – Nobody's reported this, but I know guys in the locker room. When you walk around and you talk about how you would love to be in Dallas and how things are just different here and you're this and you're that, dude, eventually you're not going to have a job. Right. I remember being a young player in this league, Nate, and I was with the San Francisco 49ers. It's crazy. Mike Nolan's in the building the day he drafted me. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to Mike Nolan like, dude, man, why am I not playing? You know, and he's like, well, we got Frank Gore. Now what you going to do? Right. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Got to do something else. Got to do something else. But I remember complaining, and Mike Nolan and my agent told me at the time, dude, you have a job. Shut up. Mm. I said, wow. That's, that's the way you That's all you – That's it. Handle getting cut, handle not having a job if it happens. Mm. But right now, on this day, you have a job. Shut up and play ball. Shut up and play ball. And I tell you – 
you don't really realize how important that is until you do get that call mm. and you do get cut mm. and you don't know if the grass is going to be green on the mm. other side. Mm. It's That's scary, facts. bro. Now, now talking about that, um, not knowing, you know, free agency is, is a lot of mystery involved. Yeah, and man. For a lot of individuals, they don't want to go to free agency. There's a lot of guys like, you know what, they panic. Like, man, I need to sign here. I got to ball out. It's contract year. I hope they renew me. They they can extend me before I get to the market because, one, they're scared to go to a new system, and they're also scared to be an undervalued, right? That's true. But for me, I hit the market three times, and I loved it. But that's my personality. I love change, right? <laughs> but I always thought kind of, I guess, backwards in the fact that if I hit the market, at the very least, my value – will go up with the team I'm with. So when I was a restricted free agent in Minnesota and Seattle came and got me, Minnesota, they started at like $5 million. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's that wide receiver. So, listen, listen. Hey, no, listen. All that attention. Now, listen. That ain't, now, listen, see, Mike. See, to, to, me, to me, $5 million was crazy because I had a third-round tender, which was $700,000. Yeah. So I'm talking to my agent because I didn't really understand the concept of restricted free agency. None of I'm us like, did. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, uh, $700,000. I'm like, let's, let's get this seven hundred yeah. grand, baby. He's like, nah, nah. There's a team that's going to give up. You just had 1,000 yards. There's a team that's going to give up a third-rounder for you. I'm like, okay, all right. Seattle comes along. And they can offer anything past that. So it started at like six. And then Minnesota was like, ah, you know, we don't want to pay that much. But then they saw that I was for real about leaving because they thought, like most players, I wouldn't leave. They started to battle back. And before you know it, they got up to the contract with Seattle, and I ended up signing my first big deal, which is four years, $14 million. And my mind was blown. They handed me a check for $4 million. This is when they was giving those old school yeah. checks out. And I was, still had my check. I didn't Uncle Sam took a chunk. It was 2.4. But it was, it, was, it was still one of them things where I'm like, wow. Okay, if you if you hit the market healthy, you'll get paid. Now, if you hit the market and have a great year before that, you're going to really break the bank. And then I ended up doing it again when I went to Detroit. So, for me, when I talk to these guys that are young and are getting ready for the contract year, I tell them a couple things. Try to make as many plays as you can. But that's not the main concern. The main concern is ending the season healthy. Because you'd be surprised how many guys take dollar hits because – they're not physically able to play during that offseason. So a team's not going to invest in something that's broken. It's just like buying a car that's that doesn't have a wheel on it. Yeah. So I, I love free agency. And, you know, I benefited off it greatly. And as you can see, like we just talked about, free agency is a big deal. Because here's the thing. Huge, teams got money. And, and Mike, money. See, and Mike they got to pay what? They got to pay somebody, right? Yeah, might as well be. I wish it was me. I tell you that much. It's I wish I was a D lineman these days. They getting paid. Yeah. You hear me? I tell you one thing about free agency, man. The reason why guys are scared to go, Nate, just like you said, it's it's the unknown. Yeah. I know for me, I had been with San Francisco for four years. I didn't even know if another team liked me. They can't talk to you. It's against right. the rules. It's they don't know. You don't know. You know what your situation is, but then you start to think, man, my kids have to go somewhere. Kids have to find another school. My wife has to find friends. You know what I mean? She has to find her little thing, what she wants to do. Um, tax situations. Mm. You know what I mean? Moving situations. Um, uh, and, and i tell you one thing. You talked about going into free agency healthy. I, I, I wanted to, I, and I tell guys, uh, if you win in ball games, you're going to see as much, you're going to see more money than you ever seen in your life. Right. 
if you win in ball games, you're going to win. I remember talking to Maxwell, what, two years ago, a year ago. Like, dude, I know you're nervous about getting out there in that free agency, but I tell you one thing, you got this Super Bowl ring, you're going to get paid, you're dog. Pay you're probably going to get paid more than you actually should right. get paid. Which is the point. Get overpaid. That's the point. And let me, let me tell you this real quick before we move on to RG3. My last year in Seattle, I knew I was going to be a free agent. I knew there was a change at the helm. So yeah. I didn't know if the coach was going to keep me. So me, I'm thinking like a businessman. When I played against a team that I knew had wide receiver needs, I tried to go Show out. off. <laughs> and then after the game, I'm dapping cats up. I may see a coach on the staff I know because they can't talk to us about free agency. Yeah. I'm like this, hey. You know what time it is. You know I'm free next year. <laughs> <laughs> I said that about seven times. You know what's crazy? Yeah. One of the teams I said it to, Simon, that was Detroit. I'm saying you just got to be aware, man. That's what it is. That's dope. Hey, but listen, let's talk about RG3, man. I'm going to toot my own horn because okay, yeah, occasionally, yeah. you know, I get things right. Not a lot, but I do. And I said early in the season that RG3 will not play another down in a Washington Redskins uniform. People in Washington went crazy. Like, I was taking a shot at him. I wasn't saying that. I was saying he needs a fresh start. And the best case for him is to play somewhere else. The question for you is, now that he's not a Washington Redskins, will RG3 start at all this year at any point? Or will he be a backup from here on out? I think he's a backup right now. Right now, right now he is a backup. I okay. think, he, and, and 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 obviously in his head he knows, you know, he has to feel he's a starter and all of those mm-hmm. things. Um, but the thing about RG, he has to go to the right system, man. Mm-hmm. Like people talk about these quarterbacks, like they can just go anywhere and it's just gonna they're just gonna line up and everything's gonna be fine. All, all of a sudden he can see the entire field instead of half of the field. Right. All of a sudden he's he knows how to protect himself now when he runs. Right. No, he's still gonna have those same issues. Right. Um, I hope this year humbled RG3 a little bit. I talk, I talk about that all the time, humbling yourself right. um, so that your team may see who you really are. Right. Um, as, far as, a, as far as a fit for him, he needs to go to a place that has that zone running. I like Denver zone running. Mm. I like – I think he could be up there if Brock doesn't – Osweiler doesn't work out. Um, but he also has to be with a coordinator who's going to really right. use his gifts. Um I can see him in Buffalo as mm. a backup. Okay. Both of those quarterbacks could get, you know, Tyrod is the starter. Okay. You could be there. You need two of them now. Yeah. Start to think yeah, about yeah. these quarterbacks that run around like running backs. Right. You know what I mean? You start to think of these guys in tandems. Right. But you have to have a play caller that's going to be able to relate to the to, to the quarterback. You're saying just because they, they black quarterbacks, they got to be in the tandem and run around the field all the time? No. <laughs> I mean, you a black, is, you a black quarterback? Yeah. You, what, what, what is black? What does black got to do with anything about being a tandem quarterback? I, I, just, I just wanted to get you right up. Actually, TD, <laughs> you know I'm finna get going. I wanted on to this. get you going, but no. Okay. Hey, okay. But listen, no, I disagree. I think uh, at some point this year, RG three will start, and he's going to prove that he is. Um, grown. Well, I said right now he's a backup. Now, if somebody gets hurt, he will be a no, starter. At some point. I think he's you gonna think start he's going to start steal the job wherever he's at. Mm. I think he's. I think he's Where? grown. I think he's done. He's done all the growth he's need to as a professional, dealing with the media and dealing with his teammates, and I also feel like he can get smarter. As a receiver, I saw the field better when I was in year eight. Now, I know it's different at quarterback, just live bullets. Oh, and, you know, once you get hit and get hurt, you start hearing footsteps and seeing ghosts. But I feel like this year off, from a physical standpoint, he's healthier. And then, hopefully, as a professional, he took this year to really hit the books and become more of a student he's ever been. And I feel like there will be a revival of RG3, and he's going to recaptivate the fan base like he did his rookie year. I think this guy, this kid can't be given anything. 
He has to he earn has to earn That's everything. Facts. I think all through his career he's been given stuff. And the minute he hits some adversity, Kirk Cousins, or your coaching change, or a new G, the minute you hit some adversity, now all of a sudden you go to you know what I mean? That's fact. No. That's fact. I, 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 I agree. No, no. I need to see this guy take his, take it straight on. I feel you. I can dig that, man. Well, Mike, obviously it's good to have you back in the studio. The show's better up, when dog. you're here in studio. I'm pumped up, dog. We got R and B later on on T A. See, this is what um, they need to do. And I hope our I hope our, our, our bosses are listening. Yeah. If they just make R and B a show, we can just up our pay a little bit and move us out here. Ooh. We'll be on every single day. Say that then. You don't Let's do it. Have, you know yeah, what I'm saying? They yeah, might not want that. Just like we talked about, you don't want us to go to free agency bosses. <laughs> It's real out here. He said that. Hey, but listen, he though, said um, that. man, make sure y'all reach out to us, tweet us, man. Hit up at Producer TD. It is R-A-N-D-B. Hashtag that. Yes. Man, shout out to Thugger Thugger, who's not here Thugger. with us no more. But my man Thugger was always good to us this year. Man, hit us up on Stitcher, iTunes, and watch our show on YouTube. All the more you man. watch it, the bigger this is going to get. Like I said, it's a show, and it's about to be a movie. Hit us on Twitter, too. And uh, TD, hit us with the new anthem. All right.